We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I have no, I have no emotion that I can explain at this very moment. That game right there to put the Warriors one game away was one of the most outrageous, fun, stressful games that we've seen all season. And frankly, the way that they won it was one that you nor I or anybody else could see coming. Because Steph just went 0 for 9 from 3 and Andrew Wiggins was the best guy on the floor for both teams. And the Warriors win pretty much going away. Sam, that was special old, stuff. Old two-way. Um, you know, I, I got to tip my cap to Wiggins on this one. It's like the culmination of everything the Warriors have done over the last two years. They acquire Andrew Wiggins. They say, put him in a better situation, and you'll see what kind of a player he is. And he plays better for the Warriors, but maybe I'm a little skeptical. And then he plays even better, and he makes the all-star game. And we all know he probably made the all-star game more because of kind of fan popularity and everything. But I'm still a little skeptical. And then we get to the playoffs, and he keeps elevating his game. And then we get to the finals, and he keeps elevating his game. And I want to I call it out. I thought he was, he was easily the second-best player in game four. Um, they don't win game four without Steph Curry, but they also do not win game four if Wiggins doesn't clash, crash glass. And then we get to game five. Steph finally has a bad game offensively, and they're dying for someone. Just, they needed dying. someone to be the guy. Anyone. Just, just it, you know, is it Clay? Is it Poole? Someone, you know, we knew Steph was going to have a bad game in this series offensively because newsflash, you're not going to average 35 a game an entire series. Uh, even Michael Jordan stuff didn't do that. And who's there? To carry the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins. And I have nothing else to say. Honestly, he is officially cemented forever warrior status. <laughs> cemented. Forever, forever war. Harrison Barnes was the guy that was the closest comparison to the role that he had with the Warriors, right? Harrison Barnes was the guy that was maybe third or fourth option on offense. Defensively, uh, he was good, but made him not great. That was the point of comparison. Andrew Wiggins is so far and above that right now in his career. That performance right there was a was like Kevin Durant. It was a Kevin Durant performance in the NBA Finals where we saw when Steph would go, you know, whatever it was, eight for twenty one like he did tonight, and then the guy just shows up and, can't, and seven just, for twenty two. But your point, your point stands. <laughs> Incredible. I I don't know what. To, and the, here's the other thing. Locked up Jason Tatum in the biggest game of the season in a way that I thought at this point, if I didn't watch basketball, if I just never knew, never, ever 
knew what you're, basketball you're, you're was. You're new. You, you, took a, you took a year sabbatical. You turn on the <laughs> NBA. You're like, who are these guys? I'm just watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I turn on the game tonight. Like my little sister. You know, she doesn't watch basketball. And, and by the way, congratulations to her. She graduated this uh, this weekend. Hey, shout, and, out, shout, out, shout out Andy's sister graduating. <laughs> the, the blessing <laughs> to the family. I remember that. That's three of us now. Three for three, Samuel. Um, so if I was her and I'm watching this game and I have no idea what's going on, I look and watch the game tonight. I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude 22, way better than Jason Tatum. You would never, ever be able to tell me it's even close. And that's what it was tonight. He dominated the game, not just offensively because of the rebounds and, and the putbacks and then the driving layups, but especially defensively. Dude's, dude's like a combination of a defensive player of the year type of player and offensively just making shots. It's incredible. That's why we call them two-way wigs. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I think the second thing I want to talk about on the show is how I think the Warriors figured out Boston defensively. But it does start with Wiggins. It really does. Like, Tatum, Tatum's been kind of in hell this whole series. He's He has the pull-up jumper from three working. But he is entering this game. He's 27% in two-point range. I guarantee you he didn't raise it this game. He this game he got hot a little bit from three. He was five for eleven on two, so I guess that's a little better. I mean, he's shooting about thirty percent on two point shots throughout the series. Uh, you are correct. Like Wiggins is making him look very average on that end. Just I, I don't really I, I didn't really see it coming. I think with the Jason Tatum matchup, I think a lot of it is he's not a great ball handler. Um, he, he's apparently. Yeah, They're, they want. I was gonna say they want him to be Luca, to be like the point guard, and he's he's definitely not that guy. Right. I mean, he's had some nice passes and stuff like that, but he has some of these turnovers where you're like, yeah, Luca's never doing that. Uh, he also doesn't really have. I thought his mid-range game would be a lot better. Apparently, he's Steph Curry from three, right? Apparently, he's just an all-time elite three-point yeah, shooter. He, he can shoot. That, 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 that'll give him. If he has space, he can hit it. But you can tell. I mean, his his auto is Kobe. You can kind of tell some of the mid-range jump shots he's shooting. You're just like, I don't – those don't look good. And, and obviously, a lot of that is just Andrew Wiggins making those jump shots almost impossible to see over, right? Because they're so extremely tough to essentially look over uh, his arms right now. So – I just thought a mass, absolute masterclass on both both ways by Andrew Wiggins, man. I think a lot of the times, I think the Celtics, we throw it back to 30, but I think the Celtics and Mayo Doka kept bringing up, oh, we're not going to do anything different. We're not going to do anything, anything different. Sam, did you notice anything different with the Celtics defense that I against Steph? I mean, come on. I mean, there, <laughs> I mean come there's, on. yeah, I mean, that, that was going to, that's, that's in the, uh, that's in the B or the C block of the show, but I agree with you. <laughs> right. They they put a little more attention on 30, a little more face guarding from half court the whole way. They were trying to do everything in their power to deny but, him the ball. But so, And then someone has to take advantage, right? I mean, back to yeah. Andrew Wiggins, someone has to take advantage. And Clay had a, had a very good team tonight with big threes everywhere. But end of the day, it's that guy that can get to the hole. And, you know, Clay's not that guy. And, and Pools doesn't play enough right now to be that guy. So that guy has to be Andrew Wiggins. It has to but, be. But that's my, that's my whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they did everything in their power to take 30 out of the game and dare someone else to take over. And Wiggins, he's like, all right, I'll take yeah. over. He <laughs> The, the thing that impressed me with Wiggins is he's playing with a level of physicality on both ends of the floor that he didn't play with in the regular season. And everyone's going to point to the rebounds. He got 11 tonight, and, like, it, it is a big deal. He's getting a lot of big rebounds. But he's also driving with force to the rim. He's also – he's just playing such a physical brand of basketball that, like, you know, tip cap. He, he's basically being like, if you want to give – Steph, that much attention, you're gonna make me look like Kobe, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna dunk all over. Uh, it's, it's, and 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 that makes the Warriors unguardable. If he's one. I mean, the physicality. You're so right. I mean, some of these some of these contested rebounds that he's getting. Obviously, I still think he's the best athlete on the team. He might be the best best athlete on the floor. Right, uh, definitely Brown's on the floor. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kuminga can beat him in like a, a drill. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> just the way he's getting some of these consistent rebounds, you're just like because Draymond's a great box out guy. GPQ is a great Looney's. The, all these guys are great box out guys, but these guys aren't. You know, Draymond as he gets older, is yeah, not but necessarily. He, a great yeah, not grabbing it off the top yep. of the rim. Yeah. Yep. Wiggins is though. Right? Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, because we've never seen this before. This dude has been doing it all postseason long. He's it doesn't look like he's injured. Doesn't look like he's tired out there. This dude is Iron Man. Has pretty much played the entire season. 
and he's just out there in game five late. And you see Boston's exhausted. You can tell. They're exhausted out there. They play back-to-back seven-game series. I think, I think Sam, they're done. We'll talk about this later. I think they're exhausted. They're done. And Andrew Wiggins out there is just unstoppable. He just keeps running up and down the floor. And same goes for everyone on the Warriors. You see Draymond doing the same thing, Steph and Clay, but especially with Wiggins, just the athleticism that he has. It's just, it's incredible. And the heart, yeah. the heart, I should say, the heart, especially. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I want to talk about Boston real quick. Or not Boston, but the Warriors defense. So it kind of ties Boston. I think my big takeaway from this game before Wiggins kind of stamped, like, I'm going to shut this game open or shut it shut. I think the Warriors had Boston figured out. And I thought that way in the first half, even when Boston was coming back on them, they figured out Boston's offense. And outside of Boston just hitting some random shots from three and getting a little hot, they don't have anything for the Warriors. Like at this point, I don't know what adjustment Boston makes. They're just praying for outlier shooting. The Warriors defense, it took them a few games to figure out how to guard Boston, but they figured it out. That's that's what I'm coming away from right here. They have they have a, a solid scheme to kind of shell away the rim. Boston, by the way, is finishing nothing inside. Even tonight, they're finishing nothing inside. I think they're 46% on two-point shots this series. To put that into perspective, wow. average in the playoffs wow. is 52 or 53. Wow. Like, they're just not hitting – Anything but three-pointers. The only thing they have go, going is, like, open catch-and-shoots. And as soon as the Warriors figured out to stop overhelping, they're going to live with it. Like, Boston may go through a period in the third quarter where they hit five or six or seven in a row, and you're like, damn, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of rattling. But, like, if that's all you have, you're ironically the stereotype of what people say the Warriors are, which is oh, that's poor. You know, that's you know, you know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. I don't like. I yep. do think Boston's defense is good enough to win a title. Yep. I don't yep. believe their offense is, and I think the farther we get into the series, the more it's like, it, it, unless they can figure out a way to like shut the Warriors' offense off in a way that no one ever has, like. There, there's no the counter is not going to come on the offensive end for them. The counter is going to come by taking guys away, and I don't really see how they do it on the defensive end. Yeah, I think some of this too is is extremely difficult for a young team. It's a combination of factors. By the way, I agree with you. I actually was trying to explain how the Warriors uh, have figured out the the defense. I, I couldn't have not the way that you did. I also think there's a couple things that it, it going in the Warriors' favor here. I, I think the Celtics are tired. I think they've played two, and this this is not luck. This is just what happens. We saw the Warriors retire before in 2016. We saw how how messed up they were in 2019. This is just what happens when you play four extremely close games against the Nets. Then you play back to back seven game series against two very good teams in the Eastern Conference, and then you play the the crazy style that the Warriors have to play offensively and defensively, right? And then the other thing I think is also they're young. And you, you can tell that they're young. This is not going to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's only NBA Finals appearance, I don't think, right? They're, they're so good. But I do think when it's your first time, I, I do think you tend to not be ready for certain things. I think when the Warriors came out the way that they did defensively, I thought Boston got shook a little bit, like you said, came back, made a bunch of threes. But we saw at the end of game four, and we saw in the fourth quarter tonight, you saw that Boston offense pretty much, I don't want to say that they collapsed, Sam, but I just thought that, just so many bad shots over and over. Did not trust each other. A bunch of ISOs, fadeaway step back 15-footers, right? Stuff that you see, I think, from a young team. And, and the Warriors have gone against a lot of these teams before. You know, Houston and, and even OKC before back in the day where they might be better athletically. They might be better from a, you know, all five people from an athleticism, maybe even skill perspective. But when it comes down to playing like that, maybe that's why people call it championship DNA. Maybe that's what I'm just trying to say. But it definitely felt like at the end of game four and game five today where you just felt like the Warriors, yeah, they might be up six. They might be down four, but they're going to win this game in crunch time. That's what it felt like. The, the game that they didn't win was game one, right, where Boston made 18 threes in a row in one quarter. There's nothing you could do about that. But these type of small, these type of close games, I thought, championship experience, Steph Curry, Draymond Green showed up tonight, right? All these guys, Clay Thompson, were, where they're just better. Wiggins, obviously, where they're just better. Two more things before we get to the goons. I knew the Warriors won the turnover battle. I did not realize it was 18 to 6. 6? Six? Um, 6? Oh. 
Yeah, the, the six part's more surprising than the 18. I thought Boston honestly had 20. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like, Boston's just loose with the ball. I knew the Warriors did not turn the ball over a lot, but, like, six, that's that's part of the reason why they won the game. It allows them to maybe run some dumb possessions where Steph is off the ball and uh, nothing of action happens because at least at least the possession ends with a shot and air instead of a pick six, you know? I feel like that's the biggest thing in this series has been turnovers. Boston has turned the ball over more than the Warriors in all three. I mean, whoever wins the turnover battle has won every game in the series. That's true in most series, but, like, it feels more so in this one because I just don't think Boston is particularly good at shot creation. No, no. And and I kept saying, can these guys just please stop making bullshit threes? Please. And they started the game 0 for 11, 0 for 12, whatever it was. And then they make eight in a row. <laughs> and I don't think they made one in the fourth quarter. I don't think they made one after that. So sometimes it comes down to that. But to your point, it comes down to that for Boston. It comes down to that for Boston because they don't have shot creation. Because they can't dribble consistently like you could if you have Steph Curry, right? Steph, the Warriors may just only have one guy. We should probably talk about Poole here in a second. They may only have one guy who could dribble the ball, but if he's going to be the guy that's playing 40-plus minutes game, you're fine, right? And Boston doesn't have that guy. Uh, and, I, and I thought this whole series, that's why I picked the Warriors in sixes. I just thought they would be too tired and they wouldn't be able to keep up offensively with the Warriors' defense. Nobody talked about the Warriors defense before the series. It was all how the Warriors going to score against Boston's defense. And to be fair, like the Warriors aren't really scoring against Boston's defense, especially when Bob Williams is on the floor. But on the other hand, uh, Warriors might have just figured out that offense, man, because it's not like that offense well, I, all the time, I, right? I think both things are true, to be honest with you. Like the Warriors do not have a great defense. I think they have a pretty good one with like a bunch of players to play different matchups. Like this isn't the 2015 Warriors defense but it's still very good the boston celtics offense also is not that versatile and i'm not surprised that took the warriors a couple games to figure out this is a gp2 series and honestly they probably knew it from game one it's more of a question of like can gp play with his elbow right like like isn't that like what it comes down to because that was the lineup that really killed the celtics when they went staff gp2 Clay, Wiggins, and either Looney or Draymond, they kind of rotated them. But it's just like you got a bunch of ball hawks out there messing with the fact that the Celtics are – I mean, they're not, they're not Chris Ball. They're not like LeBron James. They're not like ball handlers. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they had a bunch of guys who knew how to force their handle the way in which they're uncomfortable, and that was it. That's it for them. Yep. You know, that's they're an amazing defensive team. They're not – an offensive job. They they might be they might be one of the better defensive teams I've seen that the Warriors have gone up against. Who's better than them? I don't I really don't know. I, Toronto was great, <clears throat> right? They were amazing. okay. So I got okay. I got into this argument. If you take away the fact that their offense is disgusting and they gift you twenty points on pick sixes, their half court defense might be the best defense the Warriors ever. Have faced. Ever right? It's it's up there. And like like if they actually have a set defense, they're a pain in the. They're paying ass, right? I love um, how you never swear. This just seems like we got we got we got kid listeners, you know. We got eighteen and under listeners. We got to keep it. I have, I have, uh, I have to think of the children. No, <laughs> nah, I, dude, I literally sweared at the beginning of the last part. <laughs> By the way, also big time three from GP two. I know you brought him up earlier. Let's not let's not forget big time three to start the game, and then and then just just a fantastic effort. His hands are incredible. I always thought that Draymond and Iguodala had the best hands on the team by far. Now with you know Draymond's so great defensively, but does GP2 have the best hands on the team? I think yes. I don't think it's close. Uh, what, what a special, special comeback for him, coming back from a fractured elbow. Um, Want to hit on a couple more guys? Where, where do you think we should go next? Um, let's, let's do a little Draymond talk, and let's open it to the goons, because as we know, Lightyear is a community show, and the goons, the goons matter more than facts, anything. Facts. Um, Draymond responding to game... Look, man. I was I was sad. I was sad watching the way it went down in Boston. I was um, you know, I was I was I was texting you Drake lyrics. I was very upset. Um, you know, just seeing seeing Draymond. You guys, you, by the way, you guys ever heard Sam sing Marvin's Room in a voice note? It's what he was doing after <laughs> after uh, after Draymond's performance. Anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah. Very, very uh, concerning uh, stuff. Very, I don't know what you were drinking, brother. Very odd stuff. Right. Cups full of rosé. <laughs> very weird. Um, what I was going to say is uh, it was good to see him respond to it. And it's, you know what? It's like the career arc of Draymond might be going full because he reminds me of the guy uh, before Steve Kerr came and before he became kind of a starting player all-star. Like, try, he, was, he reminded me of the guy who, in the Clippers series, because he wasn't the starter, knew his role was to instigate and affect the game in that way. Because um, he was doing that in this game today. You, you see him chase around Tatum there, holding the ball. Yep, like, yep. he's kind of like, it, it's, it's weird. It's like you watch Draymond go from being the instigator role player to hitting all-star heights and defensive player of the year and let's be real, best defensive player of a decade for about five years there. And now maybe maybe he's moved to a different phase of his career where he has to be the same thing he was at the beginning, which is like more of like, look, man, I'm not that guy anymore, but I can affect the game in different ways. Yeah, um, he, he figured something happy. out. It was happy. I was happy to see him at least make an impact. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, he was also thinking back on it. He was actually pretty good game four. Um, tonight also he got benched a little bit. Actually, I don't want to say he got benched. I, I want to say I want to say Steve Kerr kept the one big man lineup going. He, he said I'm never going to go two big men. Not in the beginning of the fourth, right? Not not really in those crucial moments. Now at the end, I think defensively Steve is happy to go to that. Um, but I, I just think he's willing to play matchup base. He closed with GP today after after obviously after Draymond clo- uh, fouled out. But I'm with you, man. It, it felt like. Draymond figured something out, maybe not offensively. He still couldn't make a shot, although I really wanted him to make that one going into halftime. If he had made that, I think I would have. I think I would have punched the TV or something. It was. It's going to be amazing. But um, I, I think defensively, he's he he. When you say the Warriors figured it out, figured the Boston Celtics offense out, he has to be leading the charge along with Wiggins, along with GP two. Loon was solid enough tonight again. So. But it all starts and ends with that guy, right? Because you don't, you can't throw out a performance like he did in Game Three, and then follow that out with 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 what could be kind of maybe the end of Draymond Green. And it didn't feel like in Game Four and Game Five that this is the end of Draymond Green. It still feels like, yeah, that guy could still play on the floor against the best teams in the NBA and still be a factor defensively. And Boston, they shut the hose off in the fourth quarter, man. That was a championship fourth quarter. I'm not going to say that they won the championship yet. They haven't. They're still one away. But that fourth quarter, defensively, beautiful. I mean, that, that and same with game four. I mean, we talk about stuff. We talk about Wiggins. But as Steve Kerr always says, his team is built on defense. And it's good to see him. It's good to see him play better. His, his podcast tonight is going to be absolutely incredible. By the way, shout out. Light years, big supporters of the Draymond Green podcast. <laughs> Maybe he'll come on. Maybe he'll uh, come we, on. I don't even care about that. You know where we stand. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, let's get to the goons. Let's move forward. One of you needs to ask me about Looney because I haven't got to talk about Looney yet. And then, Looney and, and Poole, we'll get to those guys. I we'll feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Your, your, guy, your guy, JP3. Oh, Ryan, all right. We missed him on the last one. There we go. Batting leadoff. Hey, Somewhere was, in parts in the bay. Uh, yeah, uh, just went to the game in the Uber right now, heading to a nice steak dinner. Uh, 
uh, what's it called? I feel like Poole definitely swung the momentum with that half court shot to end the third because it gave us that mental edge going into the fourth. We're like, okay, we we went through the BS Boston eight three point swing and still are up. Uh, Clay Thompson hit some big shots to keep us in that game. It was in danger of getting out of hand with the amount of threes they were hitting until Clay decided to show up. And yeah, I'm gonna head to. I have a flight to Boston to catch on Wednesday. Going to go watch Game 6 Clay and close out this series. Let's go, Ryan. Appreciate it. That's that's perfect. All right. Let's, by the way, we didn't talk about that. JP, solid momentum hitting changes right there, right? Dylan, what's up, man? Hold on. Sorry, my music tried, decided to start when I when I came on stage. I don't know what's up there. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about Wiggins. Uh, I was wrong. I really wanted Wiggins traded when he wouldn't take the vaccine. And it turns out that that was like an incredible mistake. And uh, yeah. So I guess my serious part of that question is um, if you guys had to, uh, you know, make the decision right now, Joe doesn't have to, but if you did have to, are you giving Wiggins the four year max? And I'll let you guys go with that. Uh, Let's get out of here right now. We're we're not discussing that. I, I actually, I mean, Okay, my honest opinion is I dare someone else to throw a full max at, at Wiggins and force the Warriors to match it. But we'll see. We'll see. Today, Andrew Wiggins can have whatever he wants. Willie, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? We are one win away from being champions again. That's crazy. Um, I just want to say I really think this game demonstrated that you know, quote unquote, championship DNA that the media likes to kind of like write off. But I think that when, you know, they went on that big run, when the Celtics went on that big run in the third, and I'm like, oh my God, here here we go again. But I think the difference between this game and what happened to us in the fourth in um, game one is that they really locked in towards the end of the third and then, it's, first of all, Jordan Poole just has, like, ridiculous confidence. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but on that very last possession in the third, when there's, like, three seconds left, Wiggs is bringing up the ball. And you literally see JP is, like, screaming, like, like with his hands, like, yo, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then, like, for him to hit that shot is just, like, ridiculous. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say. I think, you know, Celtics are cooked. Uh, Warriors and six. Willie, appreciate it, my man. I I don't know if I have anything to add to that call. We're gonna keep moving forward. Ricky Garcia, my man. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. All right. So it just so happens I was scrolling through the timeline. I found this old tweet from last year, and this was after the play-in tournament. Uh, where Andrew Wiggins says next year will be a very special year. Certainly proving it right so far, hoping that they close it out. And that's where my uh, my question comes in, because this postseason they've uh, lost the first game on the chance to close out, and, and they end up winning the next game at home. Not, not that that would be a bad thing to close it out at home, but I don't like the idea of having um, game seven heart attacks. So you think – that they will actually show up and not throw the game away in Boston in game six. That's honestly, this is the question we should have probably got to before the show started, Andy. What do you think is happening in game six? Thursday night. Are we popping champagne Thursday or are we, are we having group therapy before Sunday? Um, I, I think they're winning it. I, I think they're winning game six. You said a couple things. Uh, I think I don't know if there's an adjustment Boston can make offensively against this defense right now. What do you do? Do you just pray you hit 18 threes in a game? If they do, then so be it, right? There's not much. And Boston could do that. We've seen it. But I just don't know if they can do that for two more games against the Warriors. The other thing is, and we haven't really got to it, Steph went 0 for 9 from 3. Like, what are we we doing here? We know what's going to happen. We Not the finals MVP (laughs) once again. Once again, like we know what's going to happen in game six. Like we know the dude's going to hit seven or eight threes. Clay's going to have his game. Like, we know these things are going to happen in game six. I think Warriors are good. And, and the other thing is I keep saying it and I, I predicted this for the series. I feel like I want to keep hammering it in. 
I just think the Celtics are exhausted, man. You play an offense like this. I know the off-ball stuff is really annoying. I hate it sometimes, especially when the Warriors can't get anything going on offense. Marcus Smart's exhausted. Jason Tatum's at Jalen Brown. Like These guys are going to be legs gone by the time Thursday rolls around. So I, I do think they win it, Sam. I feel hashtag, relatively confident about it. Hashtag curlew. Steve, um, Steve is just, always just, right, baby. Steve is always right. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think the Warriors... I just don't know what adjustment the Celtics make on offense. Like, I don't think they have a talent to make an adjustment. I think they just have to essentially hope they hit more shots and dig in deeper defensively. Like, that's where it comes down to. Like, if they beat the Warriors in game six, it's because of defense, not because they figured something new out on offense. No, no, it's not figuring. It's just, hey, we're just going to make a shit ton of threes. But at some point, you're not that great a three-point shooting team. That's the thing about this series that's been weird is that Boston's not a great three-point shooting team, and they've been shooting pretty damn good from three the entire series. So I don't think it's all of a sudden, oh, we're shooting 32%. We've got to get to 38. This team's been shooting pretty well for four straight games, and then tonight they had a bit of a bad game from three. That's how math works. I don't know what the adjustment there is offensively for them. Nerd going to the math. <laughs> yeah, This is the math that I understand, right? right? The easy math. Uh, we go to Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. What's up, man? <laughs> hell, hell yeah. So I'm a on, man. Warriors hey. fan in Omaha, and I was watching the game, and I started following this team two years ago because you guys were just too fucking funny, and sorry for swearing, and because Marcus is a good writer, and I just got to say this game was hilarious because Luke Cornett made one more three than Steph this game, and... Jordan Poole made the silliest three in the world, and the Warriors still won. So, pretty good night to me. Appreciate it, sir. Appreciate you calling in. One more game, by the way. Shout out. Home of friend of the show, Brian Windhorse. Uh, biggest Warriors fan on earth <laughs> from, from Omaha. You know? uh, it's time to t- – we got, we, got, we, we got Omaha on – we have Omaha on lock. Uh, basically – like you go two miles east of Oakland, you're in Omaha. You're right there. You know, it's it's basically the Bay right now. Dar Windhurst is the worst. Can we talk about JP three? Yeah, let's do JP three. Yeah, yeah. Um, JP two, sorry. Just an absurd amount of confidence that I. <laughs> you might have more confidence than Stephen Clay, and that's saying something. Like the guy didn't play well in the first half. Uh, he hasn't played well for a lot of first halves. He hasn't played well for extended minutes for a lot of this postseason. It does not matter. It does not matter, Sam, because he made what probably was the biggest shot of the night with that half-court three-point bank shot to close the third. I, I just don't understand how he does it. It's not that he played a great game tonight, but it's the he had goal that he has. Yeah, 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 it's the goal. It's the thing that the Warriors have lacked. Where it's like you just sometimes you just need someone new to throw in there who's just gonna like mix it up, you know? Like you you expect Steph and Clay to be the guys who mix it up on offense. Sometimes you just need to throw another guy in there who's like gonna try something. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, <laughs> but but I'm gonna try it, you know? Like he's kind of like uh, and but I'm a huge I'm a huge uh, JP you do love fan. you do love JP. I mean, I, you know me. I love a Hezzy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Or three of them in a row. Who knows? <laughs> three for no reason. You know me. Let's go. I, you, I you tell and, you what, man. You I tell me, you we're what, going, man. We're going to we're going to Daily City. About to just get down. <laughs> I was um, going to say that that guy saw. There must be a lot of Asian girls in the stands tonight. Tell you what, a lot of them. Bro, this is just a given for any home <laughs> game. Um. Anyway. Uh, I do think he has a sense for the moment, and I do think he he realizes it. And he's he's playing the perfect role for this team right now. And you know what? I gotta give a Kerr a little credit for balancing, giving him freedom and like what the team needs, which is kind of tricky, and kind of a thing he didn't do well last year, and kind of a thing he's learned to do really well this year. So gotta call it out. You know, shout out Steve Kerr, championship coaching. Steve 18.0. It's just, just 19, a 19, Steve 19.6. Jesus Christ. Evan. Uh, Evan, what's up, man? 
Hey guys, great win. Great win. I just want to say one thing. Steph, I think it's going to go off. You guys already said it, but you know, now that the streak is over for, I think it was four years, he's just free. He has like open range. You're just, you know, go in, do his thing. Wiggins played like God, Maple Jordan. Let's never forget. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pass it off to you guys. Great win again. Evan, appreciate you. I have nothing to add to that. That's just, those are just factual statements for the evening. Maple Jordan, just bring back the nickname. Bring it back. Honestly, Wiggs throws up 25 and 12 next game. I'm getting a Canadian basketball jersey. I'm getting a Wiggins, Air, you know, just Air Canadian Canada. national team. But by the way, speaking of Air Canada. I will, and by the way, I yeah, this yeah. is on the record. Wiggins goes 25 and 12 next game. Not only will I get a Wiggins Canadian national team jersey, I will wear it at Summer League in a month from now, and I'll send everyone photos of it. And then I'll get your kid one, too. And I'll, well, let's get you both matching. Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. you matching jerseys, man. Well, I, I just, I just, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how easy it is to find, like, an infant size jersey. Yeah. So I was, just, I was just planning to pass it down to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I'll throw that out there. That's, that's, that's just going go on. Let's move forward. Let's go to Randy. Randy, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Love the show. Love the win tonight. I was thinking, I, I know coming into this series, you know, you expect guys like Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, and, and to an extent, Looney, too, you know, to be kind of the stalwarts, right? And, and I think specifically as the series has gone by, uh, Clay and Draymond have kind of had that kind of flipped almost to Wiggins and, and, and Jordan Poole now playing really well these last two games. Uh, I think it's so valuable for them, especially as, you know, their first time in the finals. Uh, hopefully their first of, you know, a couple more runs with the team. Who knows? But like, you know, it's, it's just honestly fucking beautiful to watch. Like, oh man, everything is, it, it just went right tonight. I know Steph missed, but like everyone else on the team, it was, it was just so satisfying. I feel like a lot less gut wrenching than game four was when we knew that Steph, it was Steph or no one, but awesome night. I agree, Can I- Randy. Can, can I talk about the team stuff real quick? I, I yeah. think this this Warriors is as team oriented as we've ever seen since probably this. I mean, the last, the first Warriors iteration, but really the San Antonio Spurs to me because Steph went over nine tonight. They win the game. I don't care, man. End of the day, it doesn't. This is not martyr ball. This is not about oh my god, Steph has to go for thirty five each game, and if he loses, that's fine because it's great for Steph's career. No. Warriors fans don't care about that. The only thing that matters right now is the Warriors win the game. They're three up. They're up three two. They're one game away from in the NBA Finals. Steph does has a bad game for him. Like who cares, right? The only thing that matters is the Warriors win a championship. That's really cool. It's really cool, I think, for Warriors fans. And I think for the Warriors to have that because I think a lot of times in the NBA today, Sam, I think a lot of these teams, it's well, Luka Doncic. If the Mavs don't win, then it's his teammates' fault, right? Like. If, if LeBron doesn't win his teammates, well, same with James Harden we've seen for years and years and years. And I think for the Warriors, it's, you know what? Steph can play bad tonight please. because of the system and all everyone else. It's it's awesome, man. Please, please never bring up James yeah, My Harden. bad. That's my this fault. Is, this, is, this is adult basketball. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking heavily about this and I just I'm disappointed in James Harden, honestly. I don't know like, why I brought that up. That's my bad. He should be slandered far more than he is for being as talented as he is and never getting to this level, never sacrificing to the point where he gets to this level. Anyway, that's a different conversation. That's someone else's problem. That's not my problem. That's Houston <laughs> can go lie to themselves about what happened. Maxim. Um, Alex, what's up, man? Yo. What's up, man? Hey, I appreciate you guys letting me on. Hey, I, uh, I want to shout out uh, – I, I, Obviously, Steph, his floor game was amazing tonight. Uh, eight assists, one turnovers. Um, and uh, I have a funny story that uh, we ran into JB. I'm coming home from the game with my dad. Ran into JB at halftime, and uh, JB was kind enough to stop and speak to us. And uh, I asked him a question about the Iguodala minutes. And uh, JB goes, I don't know who you guys are, so I want to be careful, but I don't want him fucking playing. <laughs> So shout out to JB because I was with him. I, I was curious what we were doing playing 10 guys in a half of a game five finals game. Um, so shout out to JB as always, friend of the show, as you'd say, Sam. And uh, I'm just wondering what world I'm living in where Andrew Wiggins was the best player 
uh, on in the game five of uh, NBA. You live, you're living in, by the way, Alex, appreciate the call. You're living in 2022. But as friend of the show, Max Cullen would always say, I want a good doll. <laughs> always, always, always. Um, you know what? L- l- let's talk about Andre for one quick second. I- I'll give Steve credit here. He threw him out there because Andre is one of the smartest basketball players of all time. And I don't even think he played awful, but it was like clear he wasn't going to make an impact in the game. Right. And he went right. away from him. And that's that. You give him a little shot. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. And I and I think what Steve is doing and now and now I know, now you know, now everyone knows. Why he does this is because he knows the other team is going to be tired when they're playing 45 minutes, five straight games, seven straight games, and then another seven straight games before that. And I think Steve's game plan is always going to be, I'm going to keep my guys as fresh as possible because down the stretch, we're going to lock in defensively. Jason Tatum's going to miss open shot after open shot because he's tired. Jalen Brown's going to turn over because he's tired. Marcus Smart is going to get a tech and a flop because he's losing his mind out there. And then on the other end, Steph is still running around hitting floaters. Andrew Wiggins is going right by Derek White. Nobody protecting the rim. And I just think that's Steve Kerr's game plan was always that. And I think that's that's championship coaching. That's something that you and I, especially me, have been frustrated with, right? But again, it works tonight. And it worked against Houston before, and it's worked repeatedly. And, I, man, you got to give it to him. You got to give it to him. Are you ready to cry when Andre I, I will season? cry. I will cry. Send a video just to you. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna basically do an episode which is like Andy waxing poetic with Tim remixing Kellerman going I want a Godala with a deep bass drop. <laughs> That's it. I get. That's it. I could do 15 minutes with a drop on Iggy. I could do that. I got you. I got you. After this, yeah, along with the title pod, I'll, I'll put it on the title pod. But but you know what? We're not doing that yet. Tommy. Hey, what's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, my man? Uh, so just driving home from the game and, you know, and thinking about the series, like when we played Dallas, I just, you look at the matchups and you say, we're a better team. We're going to win. But this is an even series. So it's been hard to say, like, are we going to come out with it? And I was just going in the game thinking the Warriors are a team that if they can win, they will win. Like put 2016 aside, we do not beat ourselves. If it's even – if it's close, like the Warriors will do all the little stuff to win. And it's so crazy to watch how the core has just brought the rest of the team into that. Like this is a whole new cast. Wiggins has learned to be a guy who says if we can win, we will win. GP2, like even Poole for, you know, the young mistakes he make, like he brings that energy. And it's just, I just feel, I don't know, it's incredible to get to be a fan of a team like that where you're like, if they lose, it's going to be because they weren't the best team. If they've got a shot, they will win. Thanks, fellas. Tommy, appreciate you, as always. It's a strong call. There's nothing else to add to that. Just full facts, full facts the whole way through. Let's get to my man, Will. Fellas, what is good? You know, one get one win away. One win away. How you feeling, man? Man, I am on cloud nine. What a team victory tonight. Wiggins, man, just doing whatever he's done. These past couple games, it just makes me think that if Draymond wanted to, he could be a very good coach just for the motivating factors he has. He's going to get the most technicals in the history of coaching, but this guy motivated the hell out of, you know, Wiggins. He broke his rebounding record last night. And then Draymond said on his podcast, he goes, your previous record was 11. That's pathetic. And then Wiggins goes out and gets, you know, 13, 14 tonight. Jordan Poole's shot is going to go down as, Something that, you know, may be remembered, but I think without that shot, I think there's a real chance we actually lose this game. And it's just an incredible testament to him knowing the moment, making the big shots. Steph has one of these duds every single finals, it feels like. It drives me crazy. But, uh, man, I'm just thrilled, guys. I'm literally speechless. We are one win away from the finals. I just want to say one thing. Light years. What are we doing for game six? Do we have anything? Are you guys going to the watch party, man? We got to get this community together, man. This is this is for all the marvels. This is for all the marvels. I love y'all as always, man. But let's figure something out where we can do it. Go, Doug. I like, I like it, Will. I like it, Andy. Let's marinate 
on our game six plans before we release them publicly. But I do agree with Will. There needs to be a community aspect to it. A lot of alcohol, a lot of celebration after. I've already called Friday off. You know, you know, Friday and Monday. Four-day weekend, baby. <laughs> Four-day weekend. I, should, I think I got Monday off. I think we got Monday off too, uh, Juneteenth. By the way, let me, let me throw a stat real quick. Steph Curry went – he's gone 0 for 10 before from three-point range. He's done it back in 2016. Uh, do you know, Sam, what he did the next time he took the floor? I, I assume not. I don't. Wow. Are you going to stop me? NBA, NBA single-game record, 13 three-pointers against New Orleans Pelicans in 2016. So – Oh, don't put the pressure. Don't put the pressure. I'm just, man. I'm just, he might be good Thursday. Steph might be good Thursday. So I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, you I, mean, I'm not, you mean I'm not going to freak out that he had a bad shooting night <laughs> once after he's been shooting the most ridiculous I've ever seen him through four games. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Let me move forward. We got a lot of people to get to. I don't even know where to go. Wow. Just, you know what? I do know where to go. We need an energy booster. We need, we need the man. Oh, Mikus. boys, boys, we are, uh, Vodka? the feeling's been restored. Vodka, tequila. Uh, hey, I've been on the same, I've been on the same handle of Tito's for all finals. I bought it and the plan is it's going to get finished Beautiful. in game six. Uh, okay. I, man, friend of the show, Nick Wright, is he going to come on tomorrow on first things first and argue that Andrew Wiggins is finals MVP. I don't know. What about friend of the show, Kevin Durant? Is he scrolling on the timeline right now? Seeing people say that Andrew Wiggins is just doing what Kevin Durant did in 2017 and 2018, feeding off of Seth's gravity. Is he getting upset right now? Who knows? Um, seeing some stats here. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Steph is still averaging 31, six and five on 46, 41, 83 splits, courtesy of a uh, friend of the show, Tommy Gunn. Um, and uh, whenever Steph Curry has failed to make a three in a game, in the next game, he shot a total of 93 for 177 from three, 52.5% from distance, just uh, for the record. So that's in, in his entire uh, career. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just – the Celtics shot twice as many free throws as us. They made more threes. We took eight threes in a row from them, like straight up. Steph had one of his worst final shooting performance ever. ever. They grabbed more rebounds. And the Celtics were down 16 points with a minute to go, and they lost. Uh, I don't think that the Celtics have a counter. Uh, I think this series is over in six. I think their legs are shot. I think Wiggins has Tatum and Brown in hell. And I guess my question is, who has more points and who has a better game in game six? Steph Curry after going 0 of 9 from 3 and being pissed off and angry about a shooting performance? Or Klay Thompson in game six? Who's the one who takes us home? Guys, I think I'm going to be calling in. I think I'm going to be wow. calling on Thursday, screaming my fucking head off when we celebrate. Let's uh, go. I think, uh, I think they're about to lift another one. Let's fucking go, boys. Warriors in six. I just thought about it, Andy. I'm not sure we can publish if they win in game six. I don't know if we can publish the episode. I'm ready to go. I'm it ready. might have to be a premium only episode. <laughs> I might not ever, might not ever see the day of life. I just. I didn't. I forgot about Game Six Clay. By the way, I completely, it completely uh, escaped my mind. And isn't it perfect for the Warriors to win this championship in Boston? Isn't it just perfect for this team to go into Boston after the season, after the couple of years that they've been through? In Boston, probably one of the best crowds in the NBA. I mean, I don't think any of us has had anything to say that bad about this Boston crowd this series. They've been amazing. Boston's been amazing. The fans have been they great. They do make it tough. I give them credit for the, – the, they did their right. job, which is they're supposed to make you uncomfortable. And I think the Warriors are just going to – it's, it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show on Thursday night. I, we got fly out, smile, Geach. I mean, I might fly out to Boston. Isn't that the thing, though? Isn't the no-counter thing so true? It, doesn't it feel like at this point? That, that's, what, that's, what, that's, what time, I was right? say, that's what I was saying. I don't see what their counter is. It, their only counter is if they can reach a level defensively that, like, I don't know. They're Maybe. already so good, right? They're already so good. Like, how much better? Can, and Zach Lowe once said this on a pod, and 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 he's he's one of the smartest guys breaking down basketball games. By the time you get to game six and seven, you know what both teams are trying to do. All the tricks. All the different things, all the you counters, think, they're all think tried. Boston, you think Boston knows about the split cuts? 
Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing Boston's doing that the Warriors don't know. There is nothing the Warriors doing that Boston doesn't know. At this point, it's just two teams that are just playing each other without anything different. Like there's nothing else, best, anything just, other. Just best versus best. Best first, unless there's injuries or suspensions, like Sam has said. Unless it's injuries or suspensions. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that's going to change. Boston's either going to make 23s on Thursday or the Warriors are going to make 23s on Thursday. I'm going to bet on the Warriors. Maybe both. <laughs> maybe right, both. Man, what's maybe up, man? Both. Yeah. Sup, yo. Had to bust out my victory joint today. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, every single time I feel like every single <clears throat> sorry about that. I feel like every single time um, Tatum uh, shuts an air ball, I feel like Draymond is screaming, "You thought you was Kobe!" <laughs> um, in the background, um, wigs um, honestly shades of um, MJ. Whenever he slashes to the hoop, like I, I'm just amazed. Like I'm just amazed. I guess like um one question would be, you think there will be um a last classic Warriors highlight for Iggy next game? Oh, I like that. Make I like that. <laughs> my this my guy, be... is so, my guy is so high. He's talking about a classic Iggy. I just I love it. I love this it. might be Iggy's last game. We're gonna talk about Sorry, that. Sorry, I just I just shed it. I just I shed a tear. I, Sorry, I, I, I don't think I don't think we're ready to talk about that. No, no. I'm, 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 you know what? Sorry, Mick. We're not ready to talk about that. One more three. One more three. We need One we more need back the, We three. need we need the victory cigar three for no apparent reason for Mickey. <laughs> One All more right. swipe steal. One more swipe steal. Just Tatum driving swipe down. Andy's gonna stand up and golf clap it. That's all we need. That's all we need. All right, David, what's up, my man? Yo, wow, what a fucking game. I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I had a couple thoughts. One was tactical and one was like legacy shit. The tactical one was Ime taking out Williams and Horford. I don't know if you guys talked about this. I joined halfway through. With like two minutes left in the game, and then and then Derek White's trying to fucking guard at the top of the key, and then Steph blows by him for a layup, and then the next possession Wiggins dunks on his ass, and I'm like, what the fuck is Eme doing? <laughs> like, if I was a Celtics fan, I would have been so pissed. Like, I don't care about this offense crap. Like, Williams and Horford gives them more. I don't. I, don't, I was shocked to be honest, but I was stoked for us. And then, so I don't know if you guys noticed that or if I'm wrong or tripping, or whatever. But then the. The legacy thing is there was just such an iconic – this is such an iconic finals. Like the Steph 43-point game, Peyton's doing push-ups on the fucking court. Drayvon is like run, running in their bench after a timeout. Like there's some fucking like talk about it to your kids shit, I feel. I don't know. I was excited. This is a great game. Yeah. I mean, Andy. I'll, this, I'll this, is a great, this, is, this is a great series. Um Midway through this game, it felt like you could argue for either team being up 3-1. You could argue either team being, you know, you know, either team being up or down, right? And it's fair that it was 2-2. And I think this game, you could argue either team winning the game. And I think that's the makings of a great series between two great teams. Obviously, you know, I think the Warriors are better. I think they're going to win the series. But it just, to me, it, it's even though some of these are blowouts by the end, it's felt like every game's been amazing. It's a it's a classic. The NBA needs more of these. This is the first great NBA finals in the last three seasons. This is just amazing stuff. And I think that the last time the Warriors played would have been a great one too if Clay didn't get hurt. I just the Warriors, it's a common denominator, Sam. The Golden State Warriors. They just make for great basketball. Yeah. Honest basketball. Shout out honest basketball. Let's get to Ty. Let's get Ty up here real quick. What's up, Ty? Yo, yo. uh, Good game. This was an interesting one. Fucking a lot of shenanigans. Uh, we're now 4-0 when I watch with my girl, which is interesting. Um, might have to keep her around at least for the next couple of years. Yeah, don't um, break up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. No promises. But um, it, it uh, we were discussing in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Um, just the outlier shooting of uh, Boston in the first four games. Like, the shit was nuts, and I was feeling kind of crazy because I was like, yo, I feel like Boston's offense is kind of buns because they don't actually have, like, a point anything. Like, 
Tatum's not a point forward. It's like a fake. We, we see it. It is what it is. He has the ball. He runs the offense, but it's not what that is. He can't necessarily dissect the offense. Marcus Smart is a combo guard. Jalen Brown is a scoring off guard. Like, it is what it is. Al Horford's probably their best, like, pure distributor, and that's not – which I mean, I mean, even Time Lord, honestly. And But they were just railing fucking threes, hitting – bullshit Marcus Smart into the, into the buzzer he's stepping into it talking shit and I'm like all right maybe I'm fucking tripping like I don't know but then they come back down to earth today and then they fucking hit eight in a row and I'm like all right so clearly I just don't know what the fuck is going on maybe the three-point revolution is real shout out Steph Curry maybe you are your own demise but you know it, it didn't turn out that way um you know there's I, I'm gonna try and hold it down until the end but you know there will be accounting to be had, you know, if uh, if we do pull this off. That was six. Ty is relaxed. You I can appreciate tell he's it. relaxed. I appreciate it all the way through. I have nothing to add to him. I got I, sometimes you got to let a guy just cook. Oh, here we go. Spe- speaking of people, we have to like cook. Friend of the show, former producer, uh, the. Leandro Barbosa of Light Years. You know, he's left us, but he's he's a legend. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ben Cruz. Ben, what's up, man? <laughs> Guys, uh, I really just wanted to tap in because I, I, I wanted to check in. We're, the Warriors are up 3-2, and I just really wanted to know the moment from each of you that you figured that the Warriors are going to win this year. Look, they're still far away, right? Like, the the... the the Celtics can win game six and will push us to a game seven. War is in the driver's seat. And I think it's fair for us to consider this question of at the start of the series, when was the moment you, each of you were, were thinking, Oh, the Warriors can win this because I, I'm really curious about that because I've had m- many moments of that throughout the series. I've had moments, many moments of like, Oh, the Celtics are going to win, but I want to know the moments that you've thought throughout the series, the Warriors are going to win this series. I like that question. I love that question. Actually, I love that question. Andy, you want to go first? Uh, end of game four, last game. Ah, motherfucker. It just it, it, that was <laughs> when that that was when it it felt like LeBron James in ironically in the Garden game six down three two. Uh, LeBron comes out and just has the best game of his career. Doesn't choke for once uh, and wins that series and wins championship. That's what this felt like. Now, the difference is that Steph's already got three. This Warriors team's already won titles. But going into that game down 2-1, you felt like maybe the Warriors, they had been figured out. They were too slow, too old, uh, too unathletic, all of those things. But Steph would not let them lose. Would not let them lose. They would. They lose that game by 25 points if Steph doesn't show up the way that they did. And when that happened, I said, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was the same game. Um, it reminded me of the OKC 2016 Game 6, where when the Warriors took the lead in Game 4, I'm like, it's it's curtains. Boston cannot lose this one and think they're going to win the series. Uh, the way Steph was playing in that game, uh, I felt very confident they were going to win this game. It got a little dicey for a minute, not going to lie to you. got a little dicey, but like the tough game was Game 4. That's where I thought the series was won. They still have one more to win. They lose game six. Gonna be like, Tim, delete this. Just you know, you know, we're, we're, we never said any of this stuff. <laughs> but like I, I mean, I'm I'm to answer Ben's question. End of game four is where I felt like they flipped the series. That's where yep. I felt like this series right. okay, it's the Warriors to lose. Right. Instead right. of it's a fit, it was a 50 50 series to me up until that. Point. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And, and look, this might still go to a game seven, they whatever it is, maybe might still whatever they lose the series, maybe whatever it is, right? But that was the game where it all flipped, right? Because that series is over, obviously. You go down 3 1 with the way that Boston is playing, you lose that series, and Steph just wouldn't let it happen. Win or lose, that was one of those games where he flipped the series, flipped the championship, flipped one of the greatest runs that we may have ever seen in NBA history. So yeah, man, I, I think you should talk about that. And I think people did talk about that. And I think Steph after Steph's game tonight, he might have another one of those left, right? Just one more of those left for game six on Thursday. It's one guy. It's him. Rishi. What's up, man? Hey guys. Great show. Um, two things. One uh, big thanks to the Minnesota Timberwolves, two gifts to the Warriors passing on two point guards. We got Steph. 
and then trading us Wiggins. Wouldn't be here without them. Um, and the other thing, I think you guys are right, game four was probably the turning point. But I think today in the fourth quarter, the Warriors, like, mentally broke the Celtics. You saw them, like, bitching and moaning after, like, every single call. They couldn't get a bucket. They couldn't make free throws. I think they missed, like, 10 free throws today. And also, like, Marcus Smart was, like, flopping all over the place. I think their coach got attacked and Marcus Smart got attacked. So I think I think it's over. Game six, we have game six clay. Staff's going to pop off. He's never going to go 0 for 9 from 3 again. So, yeah. Later, guys. Rishi, appreciate it. Let's get a couple more on call tonight. Let's go to Andy. Andy Chen. Andy, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Been a long-time listener. Uh, I'm up here in Seattle with no NBA team. Grew up in the Bay. I'm just – shout out to GP2. He's one of my favorite warriors already. Just his story and coming back from that injury. Um I'm getting emotional, man. I, I can't, you know, my, my, dad, my dad calls from Taiwan after every game. He's too, uh, he's too old and stressed out to watch the game. Oh, so we just talk after the game and it's like, Hey, was it good? I'm like, yeah, I watched the replay tonight. And so, um, I'm feeling confident about six. Um, we just got to bring down defense. Curry's going to blow up and obviously game six play. So yeah, keep up, keep it up guys. I can't wait. Andy, appreciate it. By the way, isn't that your favorite part of uh, man? I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but when they get close, like the call with family, like that yeah. sort of stuff is uh, is special. It's uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't have a lot of things I like bond with family over the same way as sports and sports uh, band. Yep, it's pretty. You know, we're gonna save it for next game because I I don't I don't want to get into it now, but I appreciate Andy bringing it up because uh, it's a uh, it's a very special thing. You you don't get a lot of things that brings community together like this. Dude, you're gonna get me. I might go sit in the bathroom for five minutes and just let it out, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's, yeah, uh, man, we'll do that I, on I Thursday. Need, oh, even Thursday. I need a I need a goon up here to to change the energy. <laughs> who can I, who can I trust? We got some we got some sad boy, happy boy. Energy. By the way, Steph has a great coat. A uh, great quote. Uh, we can get to the next one first. But. Give me the quote first. Oh, dude. He basically said, let's get to this to Boston. Let's win in Boston. <laughs> my, man, my man wants to celebrate with some champagne and clam oh, chowder. Oh, boy. I love clam chowder. I want to celebrate with some clam chowder. Ryan, what's up, man? Yo, super fucking hyped. Uh, awesome show, guys. First time calling in. But um, I just wanted to talk about, like, how satisfying was it to see Jordan Poole give Marcus Smart his own medicine, like, and then come down on the other hand and whop that huge three in his face. Uh, I don't know if there's a moment in this game that I was more hyped than that. Uh, but, yeah, I was so, so fucking excited. Um, also want to say I was stuck next to Clay at a red light uh, yesterday. Had his window down, rolled my window down, said Dubs and Six. He laughed and rolled his window up. So I feel at least a little bit responsible for this win. But, uh, yeah, Dubs and Six, let's do it, boys. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Can we talk about the Jordan Poole shot real quick and then before we get to the last yeah. caller? Yeah. Um, it did feel like a huge momentum swing. It felt like a Steph Curry end of the quarter like FU shot, right? One of the best. Uh, we call him the homeless man, Steph Curry. Actually, I don't know who calls him that, but I call him that because he does everything that Steph Curry does. And he has the <laughs> he has the confidence of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson combined. And that's what that the, – the shot really, the three that he made before was really the big one. Uh, they needed that to keep him in the game, especially going – getting kind of uh, blown up by the Boston threes. And I just think those shots – you know, if and when, Sam, they create the uh, Warriors DVD. They don't do DVDs anymore. When Marcus Thompson writes the Warriors book, that shot's going to have a pretty long chapter about it. So I thought that was cool. When, that, when, the, when the title NFT comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we don't want to talk about crypto right now. <laughs> not, no. to me, not to these no, bro. guys. So, Literally, uh, you gave me crypto advice and I lost a lot of money. <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> Sam's house is. Uh, did you remortgage? Did you pull out another one like I told you to? You're on the third I'm one. Very, I'm very <laughs> close. Uh. <laughs> uh, do we have one more? Do we have uh, a last one? Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. We got we to gotta end there with. We, we got to end with the legend. There we yo, go. yo, what's up, guys? What's up? Uh, tonight, 
you know, for our man Bill Simmons, this was this was a level four loss. This is a guillotine level loss. They had it. They came back. They hit all those threes in a row. This, if if we were, if this was the world to reverse, and we were on the road in Boston, and we had a game like that, and we hit all those threes in a row, and we blew it because we turned the ball over and tricked the game away. Oh, sad, sob story all night and day. But the best part is that ain't us. We just put the smackdown on you, and we're going to put it even more on you in the next game, game six. We're going to go for your soul, and we're going to send you home zombies, Boston. Zombies. And Steph is going to dance all over that stadium, and we're going to celebrate on the road because the best place to celebrate a win is on someone else's court to hushed silence and the trophies in the air. Let's go, Dubs! Mick Walters. I have no other way to end that. We will be back. Game six. Andy Liu. Does this feel premature? <sighs> We're nearing the end, man. We are nearing the end. We'll get but, another pot out, but Thursday night. Aha. I got goosebumps. But, it, but is it but is it out of character for the two of us to assume? <laughs> this is what we do. These guys have listened to us for ten years. They know what we're about. Thanks everyone. Thirty years. Yeah. Appreciate everyone.